Hello and welcome to this month's edition of Indie Live Radio Team Talk. Music this month is Upbeat Indie Rock by Infraction, no copyright music. We've got loads of Indie Live Radio news for you this month. So first we're going to start with the team who host our sports show, and that's Michael McEwen and Matthew Lingard. And their show, The Locker Room, goes out at 6 o'clock every Friday. Michael, why don't you start us off? How did you first get involved with The Locker Room? I've been involved in Indie Live for uh, two or three years now. And, you know, at the beginning I was coming in, into the studio Sometimes I was featured on the daytime show when Kevin was presenting it. And then when everybody was on Zoom, when the, the skating shut up because of COVID, then I started going on to the team meetings every Tuesday. And um, and then I started to do a, a podcast called, and I was looking at how disabled people as affected by the, the pandemic and, and all that. So I'd done that for a few, I think I did two or three shows. And then I met Matthew. Uh, well, I never met him. It's weird because I haven't met Matthew, even though like, we've been working together for another year now. Do you know, that's so strange when you think about it, because when you mm. guys are... One of the things I really like about the locker room, because I have to say I'm, I'm not greatly interested in sport, but I do like the sort of back and forward between the two of you and that sort of almost buddy camaraderie, which I think makes the show really enjoyable. Yeah, I think I think that was the thing, wasn't it? I, I think we were kind of, well, we never planned it that way, but it turned into sort of pub room chat, sort of normal yeah. mate sort of chat rather than... <laughs> rather than a radio show, and I think that's partially my fault, because I think Michael maybe wanted it to be a bit more professional than I make it. (laughs) But (laughs) it's got a good following. I mean, everyone I talk to that listen to it, it it made them, especially in lockdown, they always Mm. say, it's almost like you guys are in our living room talking about Mm. sport. Yeah, and I think now we've got the timing of it better because originally we were putting it out on a was it a Tuesday or something but you were talking about events mm. either that had already happened or that were a long way away so getting it mm. out on the Friday for that weekend is a better plan isn't it? I think that um, Matthew's right um, because uh, the way the show has developed over the last couple of months and it's be better when sports back so we can actually speak about sport whereas beforehand we were speaking about the bingo numbers and and all that because because there wasn't any sport happening we still never got the bingo numbers right even <laughs> no <laughs> um but i think the that the way that the show has took as a, of a more of a yeah a, a kind of like pub discussion and Things that you would speak to your mates or your your mum, your your dad about the game, or your mum, sorry, um, just in case any women's listening to this, sorry. Yeah, it's quite an easy process now, um, and we enjoy working together. I hope you feel the same way, Matthew, because. And then, then there's just silence at my side. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you know, it's not a job, it's like, you no. know. I mean, I'd, obviously I work outside of this. I, I work in health and social care in Belfast. And that, not wanting to bemoan any people I work with, but that is a job. 
but when you turn up to talk to Michael or uh, and talk about sport generally, it isn't a job or you don't feel like it's wasting your time. In fact, mm. you go down there and you say, I'm going to do, spend an hour talking to you, Michael, and that's it. And then like four or five hours later, we're still <laughs> nattering on the phone or whatever about things. So mm. it definitely is. It's, I think Indie Live Radio is great and I enjoy listening to the politics and that's originally why I listen to Indie Live Radio. But sport definitely gives it a bit more of a sort of jolly feel to it. You know, politics can weigh you down at times. and It's more variety, isn't it? When you, you might just want to listen to the radio because you enjoy listening to music or sport or something like that. The politics, we, we cut back a bit on how much politics is through the daily schedule um, to make more room for other things like, your, you know, sports and music. But we've put most of what was politics podcasts and things are now on our Podbean, our podcast channel. And actually, The Locker Room does does really well on that channel as well. So you, you've got a lot of followers on demand as well as listening. I mean, do you know what? It's, it's strange because, I mean, I know sometimes, obviously, in this business, especially the COVID things do happen or things go wrong or whatever. And do you know what? If for whatever reason, The Locker Room doesn't go out, I joke you not, my phone lights up at six o'clock. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> Oh, that makes me feel really bad because in the last two weeks we've had problems getting it out. But I swear this Friday it'll be like a dream. It will it'll work perfectly. Uh, I mean, I've been fair enough. I mean, obviously, we do, I don't really listen to the show because I've already listened to him. So, <laughs> you know it's, yeah, I know what's coming. So I, I don't really know. But And I've got kids, obviously, on my own. And, you yeah. know, you're trying to deal with the kids and all of a sudden your phone's lighting up and you think, <laughs> oh, the show must be good. But... It's because the show's maybe not went out on time, but it just shows you how many people actually do listen to it. I mean, that's a good thing. I think what's unique about this show as well is like um, not not cranky big the show up and then away him after, but I think it's because if you listen to all the other stations, Scotland or UK League or whatever, it's mostly football, whereas we cover. Um, that's what hens it's called the locker room but we, we try to speak about football and uh, like Franskins the last couple of weeks has been um women's uh, rugby on so we, we've spoke about that and then basketball and obviously the, the grand national as well and um i think the only sport we haven't spoke about yet is swimming yet or cricket but that that could change in the future <laughs> Well, Michael, we did we did speak about cricket for about five minutes. And uh, I put my foot in it. Remember? So. <laughs> yeah, you were bowled over by that point. Um, oh. yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, so no, I, I mean, I, I mean, I love doing it now um, because at the very beginning, me and Matthew were, were having a conversation about if we do it once a month or whatever. But looking back at it now, like I wouldn't work because. A sports show is like a new show, like every five minutes it changes and then it's kind of out of date. So it wouldn't work once a month. If it was once a month, we would have to do a five hour show, <laughs> you, know, you know, because it's that busy. But yeah, so, so we do it every week now, six till seven. And yeah, I love it. So we- tell us a bit about, you've got, you've got plans to do something a bit different from the end of the football season, haven't you? So what, what have you got in, in mind? Yeah, so like, I was thinking, Matthew, about doing a kind of feature kind of shows when the season finishes. So I've, I went ahead and organised a couple of interviews, feature sports, kind of like LGBT in sport and all that. 
Cranky gets something sorted out with disability sport as well because Christmas we done a, a women's sports show. Maureen uh, McGonagall, we, we, yeah. Um, and that was that was quite good as well. And obviously Matthew knows some gear play for is it the Hibs women's team? Yeah, it's the Harps team. I mean, I, ah, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Although she she plays for Celtic, but but yeah, she's been loaned out to Harps. And she's see, my family are more Hibs related, and she scored the winner for Harps against Hibs um, a few months ago. So you know, we were friends, but I don't in this house. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it changed a little bit. <laughs> no. But I can't to do a couple of special shows as well because, I mean, again, it's back to if, you, if you're listening to the uh, different stations, it's all football-focused as well. And, uh, you know, when the football season finishes, they go over there and, OK, we are doing the same, but we are doing a couple of special shows as well. And okay, Do you know what? I, I think I would always like to put across that People, it is an interactive show. And that's the one thing that is disappointing is that we have a lot of listeners, yeah. but we've, we've tried our best to get them to interact. I mean, one of the mm-hmm. initial ideas, I think, with the show was that we could eventually go to a sort of call-in sort of situation, mm-hmm. whether it was football, whether it was maybe the Six Nations or something like that. We could maybe get to a call-in thing or a, even a Facebook messaging thing so we could mm-hmm. respond to questions and messaging. But it added another dynamic, I think, to the show. It became a little more interactive. The email address is lockerroominthelife at gmail.com. I think, we, I think we're going to have to say something a bit more controversial. I think that would get people going. Even if we don't believe it, just say it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I would be good to get more interaction on the show about the email. That's why I set up that email address. And so that that's fabulous. I've got yeah, something about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's us not invited again, Michael. <laughs> yeah, again, that's another Christmas party. We're not invited to Matthew. <laughs> No, you'll get an invite. If we have a Christmas party, you'll be there. I would want to meet Matthew first before we go to the Christmas party. Well, that would be nice. Well, you know, we're, we're probably all in the radio, most of us are in that book, because we've never met. Mm, like no, that. I've never met. I think the only person I've met out of the whole team, Fiona, was Val in yeah. uh, Heaven. I've met Val and Kevin Marlene in person. I know a lot of people at Scarty Jobs during lockdown, but like they haven't met like the work colleagues, and I suppose it's similar to me and Mafia. Yeah, I mean, it's strange. What was it? Was it June last year we met for the first time? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so that is nearly just coming up to a year. And, yeah. Just, isn't it just shows you that with Zoom, you actually can forge friendships and relationships with people. Oh, definitely. definitely. I mean, I think it's the same with political meetings I would attend online and things. Mm. I mean, I might not necessarily get a chance to attend every political meeting because, obviously, my three kids and stuff. But now I attend all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Most of us have decent internet connections and things like that. So, yeah, I think it opens up a lot lot more people into different worlds. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I would never have thought about being on a radio show, let's be honest. Michael, well, you you got it started, I think, and then Michael sort of tempted me in. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I tell you, if it wasn't for lockdown there'd be no chance so um yeah it just shows you the doors that have opened because of it next up it's dj james e and this month he's been branching out your country has been going 
um, now for what a month, maybe yeah. just over, and uh, it seems to be going from strength to strength. Believe it or not, we're getting listeners from all over. I have a regular ris- listener from Portugal who also listens into the Saturday show as well, and I've picked up listeners in Canada and America, most notably uh, a country singer, a, a guy called Cody Wolf who I played for the first time two weeks ago, and he was all over Twitter with it. And he's actually asked me about the possibility of doing an interview. So I'll drop him a message, and then obviously we need to work out, because of the time difference, he's based in Arizona, we need to work out the time difference. Unlike when I did the the Zoom with Steve McIntyre over in Cape Breton, uh, I did at 11 a.m. in the morning, forgetting that it would be 7 a.m. in the morning for him. <laughs> for us all. And he was so good about it as well, wasn't he? He was. He was. He was very understanding. <laughs> Saturday show is... I've got a whole load of people that I'm going to get interviewed. Val is going to have a word with Iona Fife um, mm. and see if we can get one done uh, with her at some point this week to play on Saturday because she's going to be the Artist of the Week this week. We started Artist of the Week about three or four weeks ago and it was just to feature an up-and-coming Scottish artist at the top of the hour during our music mix selections. So they get quite a few plays that way. They do. And I I picked up the vegan leather, who I didn't know about. And then obviously on a Saturday now, I'll also play each hour during the Saturday show a track from whoever the artist of the week is. And also, uh, as we've been discussing, we're going to put out the uh, Ethel Smith interviews about the first two books. I'm probably going to arrange to discuss books three and four with her. I've also got another author. Um, who's been in touch with me, um, who's just recently had a book published. I'll get a read at that, and then we'll get something done with him as well. And I will have my History of Music first Ooh. one, which is going to be all about Billie Holiday. Fabulous. Um, she, she's such an interesting character, and I've been a huge fan of Billie Holiday for many, many, many years. Yeah, so that's essentially really it. Um, One of the things that I would really have loved to have done, I was wondering if there might be a way that we could maybe do the election. Because this year the election is going to be, the results aren't coming out that night because of Mm -hmm. the pandemic. They're coming out over the following two days. So Mm -hmm. we've got a team set up. We're going to be based at the Emirates in Glasgow. The idea of doing a kind of tie-in radio broadcast as well, definitely worth discussing. My only reservation about it was the fact that, you know, I knew that it wasn't going to be like on the night, you know, results. I knew because of the whole pandemic thing that it was going to take a couple of days. Um, So I wasn't too sure of how it was going to work that for a live streaming and how we could, you know, work it in um, from a radio point of view. There's, There's bound to be results that will be surprising oh yeah and you know maybe, um, maybe horrifying who knows yeah well <laughs> you know i was just thinking because when i was listening in to the daytime show on friday and obviously we're talking to the people from the alaba party and obviously talking to alex salmon i was just thinking afterwards you know that's an area that could throw up some unexpected results it sure could you know yeah. And the fact that we've now kind of got a tie-in with the the daytime show with some of these people, we could maybe utilise that as well. Yes, absolutely. All right, listen, have a great day. 
If you'd like to listen to James's interview with author Ethel Smith, also the interview with the Alaba party members and Alex Salmond himself, it's available on our YouTube channel and also on our podcast channel, Scottish Independence Podcasts, which you'll find on podbean.com or wherever you access your podcasts. And look out for further information about uh, Independence Live and Indie Live Radio's election coverage in the What's On Guide, whatsonguide.scot. Now, two people who have been very busy as we head towards the election at Holyrood, daytime show presenters Valerie Gold and Marlene Halliday. Thank you very much for um, for squeezing me in. I know it's, it's just so busy. Yes, we've got busy schedules. You absolutely <laughs> have. And you yet again have been knocking it out the park when it comes to the daytime show. Oh, thank you. Some fantastic big names that you're managing to get. But also, I, I think we're packing more in to that show than ever before, aren't we? With the, the mix of clips and music and everything so tell me what's it been like over the last couple of weeks with the the interviews that you've done it's hectic really if you want yeah. um, we've been fortunate to get a lot of good guests I mean that's really what the show hinges on is getting good guests that's who you can get really isn't it and um, also getting maybe people that are quite well known because often the people who aren't well known are just as interesting to listen to the grassroots activists but they don't necessarily maybe pull in listeners to the same extent so if we can get another guest at least one guest in the show that's you know well known that helps would you agree Marlene? Yeah, I think I think that's true. And I mean, uh, to answer your first question, how does it feel? Hectic and, and to a certain extent, tiring. There's a lot of time involved. There's the time to do the interviews. Actually, that's always good. It's always just stimulating when we're actually doing the interviews. Val and I, you know, we, we talk through, well, what will we ask roughly? Do you want to say that? Do you want to say the other? And we, and we, <laughs> we try and keep to that, although sometimes one or other of us gets excited in the middle of an interview and goes a bit off-piste, as it were. But, um, <laughs> and then we send each other's messages saying, I thought we were going to ask about... <laughs> anyway, it's good fun. It does take time to prepare. It's really stimulating. And then after that, there's still a job of work to do because, you know, we have to... Audio always needs a bit of editing, some more than others. Sometimes we have to cut back something a bit just for time limitations for the programme. So there's a before, there's a doing the interview, and there's an after. And this last few weeks has been pretty jam-packed. Mm. And, I mean, I'm really pleased about that. It's great. I could do with a wee holiday now, but, you know, it's great. And it's in such a, it's for something that we all want so much. So, you know, it's good to be able to contribute. So we've got kind of three different daytime shows now, haven't we? Because we've gone from having three shows that were pretty much the same format to now we've got Monday spotlight Wednesday changing minds and then Friday daytime show do you want to tell us a bit about the difference between the three shows or how they've evolved yeah it's interesting isn't it these two shows have come about because of all the the activity that's going on in the yes movement I mean yes groups all over the country 
getting speakers together, you know, arranging online meetings and and then, yeah, keep an eye on what's going on and what might be an intriguing topic and then getting in touch with them so that either they can record the meeting and let us have access to it or sometimes I record them direct, um, the meeting direct. But uh, so those two programmes are the direct result of all the activity that's going on in the Yes Movement. And, well, you know yourself, um, uh, Fiona, like the first one was Yes Spotlight, and it was just basically that. We'll, we'll record a meeting, we'll put it up, we'll, we'll broadcast it out, and then we'll put it on our on-demand platform. So that means, in effect, we can say to a Yes group, we can extend your reach. Yeah. If you've got 20, 30, 40, maybe 50 people, sometimes much more than that, but then we can extend it. So they're happy and, and we're happy. Yeah. And then, I don't know, do you remember we had that conversation about this last year, the Yes Movement more and more is talking about what will happen after independence. So we're kind of saying independence is a given, you know, at some point, but we're all... In our heads it is. It, it <laughs> is. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. Like, you know, I, actually, I saw a Believe in Scotland big advert along the boulevards the other day in Glasgow sort of saying independence is inevitable. It's great. So it's inevitable. We're thinking, yeah, it's going to happen. We don't know when. So let's talk about what we want. What kind of Scotland do we want? And the changing minds moving forwards is picking up, particularly on meetings where that's happening. So... The one that went out this week was Kate Forbes talking to Graham McCormick about changing the taxation system to to allow for adding in land values. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had all some, some. Then we had the one about um, needing a new drugs policy for Scotland. I mean, in a sense, that wasn't quite so upbeat just because of its material. The topic's it's, hard. To... <laughs> the topic. I mean, it was hard, but actually, it's really, really necessary that. Know, when we're able to we can have the powers to change that so yeah that's a rough kind of mm. distinction it's been really good seeing what we can do with a two-hour slot as well hasn't it because that's the beauty about some of those um, programs they actually are quite in-depth and and quite yeah. long when you've got q and a's involved so that's been good yeah i was just yeah. thinking we, we thought at the beginning are we going to get enough material for these and it's not been the problem has it <laughs> i listened to one last week and i really enjoyed it because it was um the same talk, but with two different communities. Oh, yeah, was that the Customs and Borders one? That was excellent, yeah. And then, as you were saying, that's gone out on SoundCloud, it's on our Podbean, yeah. our podcast yeah. channel, and it's on our YouTube channel. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's reaching a lot wider. So, yeah. Valerie, tell us what it was like interviewing the big gun himself, Alex, <laughs> Alex Salmon. Well, yes. yeah, we, I mean, until we he actually appeared in the Zoom, we weren't really very sure if he, he would show up because he'd had an incredibly busy day. Um, he had been doing press conferences, an international press conference with about 106 different foreign um, journalists from all over the world and he did just when I had been listening to an interview he was doing with LBC immediately prior to that mm. which was quite combative with the Ian Dale and so um, and we, his interview with us was at half past eight at night and we were think, I was thinking well if he's absolutely shattered after all that he might not want to bother but he was great and he, he gave us about half an hour and um, Marlene will tell you um, 
it was it was funny because at the end he told us that we were the highlight of his day and it felt a little I says to Marlene afterwards, not in front of him obviously, I said, do you think you really meant that or do you think you're just buttering us up? It felt a bit like, I don't know but if you're a Strictly fan, but you know when Bruce Forsyth used to say every couple, you're my favourite. You're my favourite. <laughs> Anyway, I noticed that when he'd said it was a, it was his best one that day. We did get I'm some. Glad really you let that left that in. <laughs> we did get some really good feedback yeah. afterwards, so from yeah. people saying that they felt that quite often when he's interviewed, you know, people have their own agenda which they're trying to force onto him, and they interrupt him and so on. I mean, Alba has had some very aggressive press, I think I would say, but um, they said that because we just sort of gave him the space to speak that he there were things that he said that were maybe they enjoyed it they felt it wasn't you know the usual kind of scripted stuff and yeah. they were a bit more relaxed yeah some really good feedback from another prominent journalist yesterday we got a message saying that that kind of extended interview and more informal setup allows the person to relax and talk more which there's not the space to do on mainstream media so then it, it makes it a much more enjoyable thing for to be doing for from Val and I's point of view yeah. as well and and we do have a rough idea about you know what we're going to be asking the person um, and, and we will have given them a heads up about that as well beforehand but sometimes someone just says something in the middle of an interview and it's great you know you can just pick it up and sort of say can we just go back to what you just said and do you want to say some more or you know maybe disagree with them and put another view in so I, I find it really really satisfying and and it's great I mean this well it has been this last sort of few weeks I suppose we've been focusing on the election that, um, that that we're getting that kind of feedback there. I, I really appreciate it, you know. Absolutely, yeah. And it's it's really good to listen to as well, the the variety we've had. Is it shall we touch on um the fact that Indie Live Radio is not party political other than we support the independence right. movement. So you've actually interviewed the whole range of indie parties over the piece, haven't you? Is it hard to keep to keep sort of neutral when you're talking to different peoples with different passionate ideas? It's better to acknowledge the fact that you're maybe not neutral. I mean, I've actually said on air that I'm a member of the SNP, but I still think that, you know, we should be able to, as a fair-minded person, like I do have certain views on other parties, but I think we're there to interview that person and give them a chance to express their views. And I think we do that to the best of, of our ability. The main problem about balance is trying to get enough yeah. people, you know, I mean, we've, yeah. we've plenty, Alaba are quite keen to come on because we've, we've managed to get a few of them because they've only just started and they're not getting much exposure elsewhere. Oh. The SNPs, we've had quite a few folk from the SNP. The Green Party, we've had a little, we've found it more difficult to, to get people from the Green Party to speak to us, but recently what we did was we got one Green Party person that Marlene managed to get for us and we asked her if she would help us put us in touch with someone else, which she duly did. So that helped. So yeah. but we, I, personally, I think we can only do what is made available to us. So if we can only 
um, interview people who agreed to be interviewed. Absolutely. And you've done a couple of interviews with Lorna Slater quite recently, I think, which were both really interesting interviews. Um, I mean, but it's true. I mean, we have found it a bit harder to get in contact with, with the Greens, although when Lorna Slater agreed to came and did an interview, that's a bit of a door opener because then you can say to other candidates, well, we've just interviewed Lorna <laughs> But um, we interviewed Laura Moody, for, who's standing in South Scotland um, region. And I, I could contact her because we had done a Yes Spotlight programme, which involved her talking to Yes and Dunbar people. So mm-hmm. all of that, it's a bit like a sense of, um, you know, over this last year in particular, Val and I have definitely, you know, expanded our range of contacts and more and more people have, you know, we're not completely um, unknown. Um, we're known a little bit. So even if someone hasn't appeared with us before, they can talk to someone else who will know us a bit. And I think it's getting easier to oh, um, yeah. from that. Yeah. And, 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 and as you know, I mean, Fiona, it's like Val and I ending up being presenters on Indie Live Radio is a, is a complete kind of Two years ago, I wouldn't have thought I'd be doing anything like this. I mean, we've only been doing it for a year and a half, so it's good. Yeah, it's great. It's very, very enjoyable, but I think people probably don't realise how much work, as Marlene said, how much work there is behind the scenes, you know, trying to arrange guests and yeah. uh, contact them before and after, how doing promos and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and you're doing it all yourself as well. It's not yeah. as if there's a team of support people behind you because we're just thin on the well, ground. Well, there is, there is yourself, Fiona. I do what I can. <laughs> you, do, you do. You're a big help. And uh, I mean, I suppose the other thing is that if we were still operating out of the actual studio, Indie Live Radio studio, inviting people to come into the studio, we would not have had, you know, half of any, even if that of these guests, because folk yeah. can't get themselves into the centre of Glasgow to do a, a live presentation. So moving over to doing it remotely and often pre-recorded, that's also made it easier for us to find. Yeah, get, get I think the, the Yes Group Spotlight as well, that that was almost the sort of light bulb moment of instead of trying to get Yes Groups to us, why don't we go to where they are? Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for sharing some of the background to the show and keep going. I think you're doing a fantastic job with it right now. It's so enjoyable to listen to. So thank you. Thanks, you're very welcome. And once again, those three daytime shows. They're on at 11 o'clock in the morning, Monday, Wednesday and Friday. So Monday is Yes Group Spotlight. Wednesday is Changing Minds. And Friday is the daytime chat show. So if you would like to be a guest on those shows or you have recorded an event which you'd like to share with us or you've got some thoughts about the future of Scotland, get in touch with us, studio at indylive.radio. We'd love to hear from you. Now, for lovers of 70s, 80s, classics and rock music, we have a real treat coming up for you. Our music and musings DJ, Steve B., some of you may know, was one of the DJs on the legendary Radio Caroline, the original pirate radio. This month, we have persuaded him to give us some of his reminiscences of his time on Carolyn. I think you're going to enjoy this. Radio. 
There's a great song by Bruce Springsteen from his Born in the USA album. It's called Glory Days. And in it, he bumps into an old friend outside a bar. So they go back inside for a few drinks and a chat. The old friend used to be a big baseball player. And Springsteen is disappointed to find out that all he wanted to talk about was his glory days. At the end of the song, Springsteen says, I hope when I get older I don't sit around thinking about it, but I probably will. And let's face it, there's nothing more tedious than a boring old fart living in the past and banging on about his glory days, is there? Well, actually, that's exactly what I'm going to do now. Because in the grand scheme of things, not many people produced radio from ships, and I'm one of them. So let's rewind to 1976, and I'm working as an electronics engineer in the telecoms research lab. A good, secure, well-paid job that I happened to be totally crap at. I knew I wanted to work in radio and was sending demo tapes off to every radio station in the country with absolutely no success. One of the stations I sent a tape to was Radio Caroline, and to start with, I didn't hear anything from them either. So, fed up with electronics, I decided to quit my job and move to Ipswich. The idea there was uh, to maybe try and worm my way into their local radio station, Radio Orwell. So, I get to Ipswich and started listening to Orwell. But I listened to other stations as well, and that is when I really discovered Radio Caroline. And... Caroline was wonderful. It was playing my kind of music, quality rock and roll without a pop single in sight. So I was over the moon when Caroline invited me for interview and gave me a job. At the time, Caroline was broadcasting from the very same ship they used in the 1960s, the Mi Amigo. There were two radio stations on board, Radio Caroline and a very popular Dutch daytime-only pop station, Radio Mi Amigo. Now, when I was hired, I thought I was going to be putting on the programme tapes for Mi Amigo, their shows mostly being pre-recorded on land. But when I eventually got out to the ship, there were two Dutch DJs running Mi Amigo and only three English DJs to cover 24-hour broadcasting from Caroline. So... Under the name Mike Stevens, I was immediately on the air. Six hours a day, seven days a week. I'd made it, working on the radio for a living, and it was just fantastic. And I thought I was the very bee's knees. Actually, I wasn't very good at all. I've heard some tapes of early shows, and they were pretty dire. However, I worked with some very good people on the ship who were kind enough to give me hints and tips as I went along, so I gradually improved. And what a radio station Caroline was. OK, it was long past its heyday in the 60s when it had millions of listeners, and after pioneering pop music in this country, it had abandoned Top 40 Radio, which was being played by all the land-based stations, and just concentrated on album music. As presenters, we were completely unfettered in what we chose to play. No programme controller looking over your shoulder, banning tracks he didn't like. No style guide saying our links should be no longer than 15 seconds. We were trusted to choose the music that our listeners wanted to hear. I was, and still am, a big music fan, and being free to choose exactly what I wanted to play meant that I was like a pig in the you-know-what. Sadly, that freedom and trust no longer exists in mainstream radio, which is a big shame. Computer-generated playlists do not have the same soul.
My Indie Live radio show is very much informed by 70s Caroline, and many of the tracks I play on it now, I played back then. And it was all a great adventure. One of my colleagues called it the last great adventure for boys. My first ride out to the ship was on a grubby fishing boat out of Boulogne in France. One trip was on a totally unsuitable speedboat out of Whitstable, a ride that saw us arrive at Caroline soaked to the skin. And as Caroline was illegal, we had to be as discreet as we could, although trying to load a massive colour TV onto a fishing boat in Harwich and be inconspicuous was mighty difficult. There was always a good atmosphere on board, being with like-minded people, all trying to produce good quality music radio, was a joy. Uh, There were, however, some drawbacks to life at sea. Sometimes the weather was too rough to get a tender out to us, so one time we lived on potatoes and sardines for three days, not the most wonderful of diets. And of course, no tender meant no cigarettes. We didn't quite climb screaming up the walls, but we weren't far off. And the pay was absolutely crap. We were meant to be paid a whole £25 a week, but sometimes there was no money for us at all. I reckon uh, they still owe me about 400 quid. Ah, what the hell, we'd have probably done it for nothing anyway. As I said earlier, our ship, the Mi Amigo, was the very same ship that Caroline used in the 60s, so it was getting old and run down. By the end, there was no running water on board, which made trying to take a shower an interesting operation. It was about as far from a cruise ship as you could possibly get. In 1979, I spent six months on another radio ship, the Voice of Peace in Israel. And quite honestly, the peace ship was like a palace compared to the Mi Amigo. I did my last trip out there at the beginning of 1980. And two weeks later, the Mi Amigo finally met her end. Her anchor chain broke in a storm and she ended up on a sandbank taking in water. An extremely brave lifeboat crew managed to take off everyone who was on board, and all the news photos the next day showed her almost completely submerged with just her mast above the water, and that was a very sad day. So that's my tale of glory days. I'm grateful to be one of a select band of people to have produced radio from a ship. In fact, I even have my own entry in the Offshore Radio Hall of Fame. Uh, Just search the interweb thingy for Radio Caroline Mike Stevens and you'll probably find it. And if, like me, you think that the 70s was a golden age for rock music, then join me every Friday night at 7 on Indie Live Radio for a listen to some of the great tracks of that decade. One of our more experimental shows on Indie Live Radio has been Audio Levels, which is an hour of video game music and a little bit of what we call crew chat, which essentially is me and James having a little chat about the world of games. So here we are to explain a little bit more about the background to Audio Levels. So the main question, I suppose, is what is audio levels? Yes. And audio levels is the result of a conversation 
a conversation you and I had on a walk once where we're trying to we're trying to work out how to widen our listener base and you came up with an idea that nobody had thought of well, basically just thinking young people what do they do and I remembered ah yes video games <laughs> <laughs> and so I kicked you the idea of video games have a lot of good music in them and not just good music. I was astonished when I looked into it a bit more and found out that the quality of music on video games is right up there with the quality of music on feature films. Absolutely. And having tested that idea out with a, a few people, what's been quite interesting about audio levels is partly finding the music, and we have to at this point say a huge thanks to Migs from the chat room, who has been incredibly helpful in suggesting soundtracks and also providing links to them and all sorts of background detail. In fact, probably more than we could, we've been able to use. So far, what we've done is the random mix of music. We don't decide what order it plays things in. And then we've added a little bit of audio levels crew chat, which essentially is us having a chat about games. Yeah, that was our latest edition. It was just an interesting way to sort of break up what would otherwise be 20 or 30 just... Well, an hour of solid music. Well, an hour of solid music from tracks, which we've... uh, (laughs) This being Team Talk, we have had uh, teething troubles with (laughs) throughout the time we've been doing them. For a start, we had that thing whereby, because of the many faces and spellings of Joel Nielsen, (laughs) we ended up getting tracks from Black Mesa... Uh, more often than perhaps we ought to have. <laughs> oh, do you know, And it, I don't know what the, it is about that name, Nielsen, but you can spell it so many different ways, and mm. I have every time. Indeed. And, and it, actually, I had to get um, Steve to point out to me why they were different, because I actually got to the point, I couldn't see why two things were different. So, well, that one's got a capital letter, and that one's got an E on the end. You think, oh, of course it does. I just mm. couldn't see it. And yeah. in the beginning, especially since a lot of games, one of their main themes tends to be conflict or battle or such. We tended to find that a lot of the initial music we sort of tried to come in with was played one after the other, sort of just dirges. <laughs> it was yeah. just sort of sad, tense music about an emotional time you are having. We were like, maybe it should be more upbeat in places. <laughs> yeah, so we've had to look for more upbeat. And the other thing as well, I think at first we've learned to be more selective mm. because at first we were just saying, right, here's everything to do with this soundtrack. Let's chop it up into little bits and put it on. But actually a lot of them are on their own as a two-minute clip of music are not that good. <laughs> so we've weeded out the ones that aren't that good and just left the ones that actually are enjoyable to listen to. Yeah, that's what we ran into the issue with in full video game soundtracks is there will be quite a few songs that are really good and make sense in a radio context. And there will be quite a few songs that were designed to be perfectly fitting and atmospheric of walking down a particular corridor <laughs> during a particular <laughs> sequence. And they work really well in that capacity. But when you hear them on the radio, you sort of go... What? <laughs> what? Why is it just sort of clanging metal and occasionally there's a harp that goes ping? And, uh-huh. and the, the other thing with the system we use, Play It Live, which is really very good for what it does, it does have favourites though. You know, this idea of the ghost in the machine. Well, Play It Live has some tracks that it loves beyond all reason. And instead of giving you a random choice of 20 tracks out of 200, it'll give you its favourite. 
and then 19 random tracks. <laughs> and mm. what I've found I've got to do after each week's tracks have played, I look back and I see which ones have been played every single showing. So we've got three, three plays per week, which ones have been played to death that week. And I have to take them out just to get it to try something else. But that I like that randomness, actually. And I, I also enjoy the Discord chat room. I, I think a lot of people probably look at the chat room in while audio levels is on and think, what on earth are they talking about? But the people who are involved in the conversation, we know what we're talking about, and that makes it quite fun. True, and for anyone who is looking to jump into that chat room, there is a fun game that is played during the entire run of audio levels, which is essentially the guess that game competition. (laughs) You listen to the, the radio and don't look at what's playing. Just hear the first few bars and give your initial impression of what is that game? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is good fun. Mm. And I've been really pleased. It it goes out three times a week, partly because we were testing what is the best time slot for it. So the first one we put up was Thursday at 11 o'clock at night. And then we threw in, just for the, the sake of it, just for the hell of it, a 3 a.m. on a Saturday morning slot and then 5 p.m. on a Sunday. And I fully expected that 3 a.m. one would get two or three listeners or something, whoever's still awake, and that the, the Thursday one would be the most popular. But in fact, it turns out that the Sunday at tea time is most popular. The Thursday does okay, but the one that does remarkably well for the time slot is that 3 a.m., and I don't know if it's people in other time zones or a lot of insomniacs, but whatever it is, we've been getting incredibly good listener figures for that 3 a.m. on a Saturday morning. That's it. The night shift pulls through for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing to say when we were talking about discussion slot in it, we did have an interview with Cobra, who's one of our Discord buddies, but also a games designer. And his unique angle is that he is designing games in Scots. So it was great to have an interview with Cobra and I don't know if it was as a result of, but I'd like to think it was as a result of us posting that interview upon our YouTube channel with some footage from his game. He's actually had a lot of downloads of his demo. So if anybody else is in that field and you'd like to either have a chat an interview for the radio about five minutes not not a lot please get in touch with us studio at indielive.radio and if you're thinking i've never listened to audio levels but i definitely know that voice yes you do james does our continuity announcements Hello there, it's Dr. Dave here just to say hi. Thanks for listening to me on a Wednesday night and on a Thursday night for the relaxation show and the repeats on the main show Saturday afternoon at 3 and the repeat of the relaxation show Sunday at 2. Don't forget, you can text me on 07835 262808 That's 07835262808 if you've got any requests or suggestions. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned to Indie Live Radio. By far the most content that we put out over Indie Live Radio is music. And 
We don't just chuck it out there and hope for the best. We do spend a lot of time trying to get the right mix and the right sounds for our listeners to enjoy. So I thought it might be interesting for you to hear a little bit about how we make those choices, how we get the mix of music that we go with. So here's Jerry to explain it all. Hiya, it's Jerry Mulvena here, and I want to talk this month about how we program the music that gets played on Indie Live Radio and explore whether we are achieving what we set out to do in terms of the musical identity of our radio station. Beginning this year, we adopted a target that 50% of our music would be from Scottish artists, but we also identified that we wanted a fresher, more diverse mix of music, shifting the balance in our playlist away from tracks, which were typically 30 plus years old, to include much more of the music that has been produced in Scotland and beyond right now and in the last decade. We also wanted to address the gender imbalance we could see in our output and target equality for female artists in our playouts policies. Throughout January, the team worked to reorganise our music library and ensure that tracks were described accurately so that we could exercise greater control on the music we play. In February, we put in place a system to record data on every track we play, which means we can now measure if we are achieving our targets and objectives. So let's examine some of this data to see what, if anything, has changed since February. Our schedule is built around a weekly calendar, with the same shows being broadcast at the same time each week. Keep an eye on our Twitter, at at IndieLiveRadio, for the latest on our schedule, as we are adding new shows all the time, and our Twitter account posts our daily schedule every day. It makes sense to analyse our data, therefore, on a weekly basis. Back in February 2021, we were already more or less hitting our target of 50% Scottish music, but we measured our female content at just 18%. Since that time, we increased the number of women artists in our music library, and we improved our playout policies to ensure we are playing the full range of artists we have in the library. Last week, tracks from female artists represented 41% of our output. We measured our Scottish content at 51%. That's great, but what about the fresher mix we wanted? We can look at how our music output is broken down by decade, i.e. were tracks released in the 60s, 70s or the 2020s. The story we can see by charting this decade data is that the 2010s continues to be the decade most strongly represented in our output, and it has grown from 16% in February to 31% last week, and it is the rise of music from the 2020s, a decade barely a year old, that is most striking, increasing from just 2% in February to making up 17% of last week's output. For our listeners, that means on Indie Live Radio you're guaranteed to be hearing all the latest great music from Scotland and further afield. We haven't abandoned the other decades. I could see in the last week that we had 10% from the 2000s, 8% from the 80s, 7% from the 90s, 4% 70s and 1% 60s. So what type of music are we playing now? We aim to play a really diverse mix of genres across our weekly schedule, but taking in the big picture, it is fair to say that four genres of music make up the lion's share. Pop, rock, folk, and indie. Looking at the numbers since February, it is clear that music we classify as indie has come from behind the other three big genres to now being the lead genre of music we play. Last week, 23% of the music we programmed was indie, 19% pop, 
12% folk and 11% rock. That is clearly a reflection of our efforts adding many more current Scottish indie artists to our music library. These figures, by the way, relate to our automatically programmed music, which makes up the majority of our broadcasting, but it doesn't include our DJ hosted shows. They all have independence to choose whatever they want to play, but I can't be the only listener to notice a healthy amount of cross-fertilisation between these hosted shows, and indeed from the mix of music right across our schedule. So there you go, a few of our scheduling secrets from Jerry there. And do let us know what you think of the music that you hear, and if you're enjoying it, tell somebody else, because we think what we've got is, is something that people would really enjoy, so spread the word if you can. Just time for a quick rundown of some other news from Indie Live Radio. First of all, in addition to Google and Apple and what have you, our podcast channel, Scottish Independence Podcasts, is now available on Amazon as well. We've had over 100,000 downloads of our podcasts and that's where our main political content can be found. So go and check it out. And if you sign up as a follower, you'll get notified every time there's new content, which is just about every day. Secondly, we are still running a competition to win all three copies of DJ Frankie Boy's book. Frank is an author, Frank McGroarty, and he has just published the third in his trilogy of books based on his time at Butlins in Air. Very funny, very interesting. If anybody would like to be in with a shout of winning that, just drop us an email at studio at indielive.radio and tell us your favourite song. We are working on a couple of new shows at the moment and we'll bring you more information on that next month. Uh, One that we can tell you about is the guest podcast of the week. Most of our podcasts, our political podcasts and things, go straight to our on-demand channels to leave room for the music that's on the radio. But we have decided to reintroduce a podcast of the week slot just for whatever we think really is worth broadcast as well as going on demand. So that is on Thursday at 11am and it's something completely different every week so a bit of potluck there. And the other bit of news is that we produce a Spotify playlist every month because we're featuring a lot of new Scottish bands and we're really trying to support the Scottish bands and artists particularly those who are up and coming. So the best of the Scottish music we feature during the month, we collect together in a playlist so you can go away and listen to it at your at your leisure. So if you want to find out what's on our playlist on our YouTube channel, it's also one of the posts on our Facebook page and we'll post the link in our blog post and also check it out. Let us know what you think. And that's it from Indie Live Radio Team Talk this month. Hope you've enjoyed it. Look forward to catching up with you next month. Thanks for listening. Bye now.